0: Brian Nickers. Bernard pulls the trigger. And This is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means throw it. Once the neck, always the neck. <laughs> Get it tested. Puts up the three. One go.
1: All right, fuck the intro. We just saw the Nets beat the Knicks right now, 111-106. Even though the Knicks had a 28-point lead, we're we're basically in the midst of one of the worst string of losses in franchise history, and I don't think any of us really saw it coming. But this this is the live re- this is the live reaction that's happening right here. Hi, how, how you doing, man? What's what's going through your mind right now after seeing the Knicks once again blow a 20-plus point lead for the third time in a span of about 10 days.
0: Is that all? What is I going thought, through I, your mind?
1: I, what, 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 what is going through your mind right now? Cause bro, the way it's, it's
0: feeling, it's, though, you just said 3 20-point 20 20 point blown leads in the last week, last 10 days or whatever it is, whatever the fuck. I swear it feels like a baker's dozen, bro. That's the kind of like anguish I'm feeling right now. And we kind of – Uh, Just for full transparency's sake, I want to speak to you kind of on both our behalves. We give mad props to the folks, especially creators out there that do do the post-game shows live after every game. Shout-out to Sim, nothing but Knicks, one of the OGs holding it down. Mm -hmm. But part of the reasons why you and I kind of shy away from that, especially given the team that we are, you know, fanboying over, is because emotions be high after a loss like this one. But you and I kind of felt just given the tenor and just kind of the the tone that the discourse is taking amongst knicks fans and just kind of the fact that like yo fuck brooklyn really i'm just pissed off you and i are pissed off we just here with mics in front of us just a couple of regular non-experts just ready to fucking vent about it so when you ask how i'm doing with this loss tonight bro i'm not doing good but i'm ready to talk about it with my brother right here so like let me yo off top what the fuck (laughs) What what's going on? What what went through your mind as soon as the buzzer that final buzzer sounded and before we even hit record? You
1: can go back episode after episode after episode. We've for the most part been supporters of Tom Tibbro and even the last episode we were kinda on the fence about it. Me personally tonight, I'm on that fire tips train right now. Mm. Officially on it on mm. the bandwagon. Tibbro gotta go. The third time, 20 plus point lead. We could have been in the in the precipice of the playing tournament. And now, at this point, we're pretty much out. I, I don't foresee us really being able to make that turnaround. And honestly, I, I don't care if we do anymore because, again, th- this could be emotion speaking, but there's absolutely no reason why Kemba's getting the minutes that he's getting. That third quarter, when we're up 28 and we end the quarter being up about, you know, I, I think they cut it down to six at that point. And, you know, it's it's really on this point, it comes down to Tibbs. He's just not being a good coach. He's being a terrible coach. And if we're going to take losses like this, I'd rather it be coming from a game when we're seeing our young guys play the game and not Todd Gibson and Kemba Walker and Alec Burks, you know, bricking shot after shot. And it's, you know, it, it, it's extremely frustrating. And I, I love Thibodeau last season, but this season the stubbornness, is is you know front and center right now Uh, bro 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 bro, bro. i'm gonna have to call time out
0: right now we got to keep it authentic and real for the for for our listeners brother i've known you since we was basically barely out of diapers bro let that anger loose bro let it loose you being very even uh, i dig yo i respect the hard pivot you just did hakeem olajuwon would dig the pivot you just did right there you (laughs) know what i mean like but yo, speak on it. Speak from from your heart. Speak just like yo say it with your chest, as Kevin Hart would say. That's a super tired old joke. But I feel like it's it's apt for the moment right now, bro. Just let it off, bro. Like I'm 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 gonna get to it too, but I just want you to feel like this is this is it. This is open mic night for the, the, the Tibbs Fire Tibbs bandwagon, bro. And you up. Just, uh, consider yourself let's say all the people that have been wanting the fire Tibbs all season. They're holding tryouts. They're holding auditions. Consider this your audition tape. Let it go. Let it rip.
1: That's that's a lot of pressure. but when he, It's not a pressure,
0: bro, because think about the people that, be, that was leading that train.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, shout out to these guys who do this, you know, game in, game out for every game, going through the emotions and being able to put it into words. I true, you know, <laughs> a truly skill. a ton of respect. That, that, there, there's mad skill involved with that because I don't know how to really put it into words. But you see, just just, just a minute distribution. You see... Uh, uh, See, Randall
0: with 37 minutes and Obi with like 10. i uh, just off Todd, the top of my head right now. Todd I'm not even looking playing, at the fucking numbers right now.
1: You got Todd playing 25. You got Alec playing 26. You got Kemba playing 20. Ugh. Why is Obi Toppin still playing 10 minutes per game? He comes in with energy. Why is Alec Burks handling the ball in the fourth quarter? Why is Kemba Walker starting the game and not closing the game? If he's not good enough to close the game, don't put him in starting lineup. The third quarter, Jeff Van Gundy put it perfectly. I I don't have the quote, I have it somewhere. I'm he said know, a lot of I'm quotes tonight, bro. No, I'm he, not
0: expecting you to say it off top. That he, man was he, spitting tonight.
1: He was on point. And one <laughs> of it was in a in the night where the starters had to win this game. It was a it's a must win game. The starters didn't come in and didn't show out in the third quarter, and that's why we lost the game because our starters couldn't do it. Why is <laughs> Kemba Walker still starting? Why is he still on this team? Why is there not a buyout? I I love OG Kemba, but this is a shell of Kemba Walker. He and Evan Fournier should not. It's be a cheap the imitation, same, now. They should not be in the same lineup at the same time in today's NBA basketball. I,
0: yeah, agreed. You, you, I mean, you take it. You take it from here. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll 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 rightfully, graciously, and thankfully take that baton from you, bro. I got it from here. I mean, <laughs> let me let me say two theories I got in mind right now. One of them I got to give a shout out to Sam of the the Strickland. Um, cool dude. Uh, check out their work if you haven't yet. But he had said Tibbs in on the tank. That's one of my theories, number one, right now. The way he's coaching, especially this week, that's one of my theories. The other theory, one, it depends on your perspective. It could be more far-fetched. It could be more realistic. I feel like the fire Tibbs people, the people that led that bandwagon for the majority of the season, they'll, they'll fuck with this theory my theory, the second theory i have about Tibbs, it's early onset alzheimer's bro like that's just not supposed <laughs> to pop up till like 70s 80s he's yeah. in the mid 60s right now and i could see oh it because just the kind of stress this man has had in his illustrious career just how angry he'd be on the sidelines i something popped in that noodle and <laughs> and i'm just i don't know i mean it's a, I'm, I'm being facetious I'm, I'm joking obviously and i'm joking about just you know I don't know. Maybe Tibbs is tanking. Who the fuck knows? Him and Leon been, you know, been as uh, thick as thieves for, like, about, what, 20 years or whatever the fuck since, you know, Leon's or you know Leon's been an agent, whatever the fuck. But just to your point about, like, you know, the Burks and Kemba, especially, yo, IQ, we've this is what we've been waiting for from IQ for a minute. Us IQ, like, you know, supporters, there's a lot of people out there that have been kind of fed up with what he's done, and I'm not even going to deny the fact that his shot selection has been spotty at best. And his defense kind of fell off from kind of the good things we were seeing early on to, you know what I mean, kind of what we've seen lately. But then tonight, yo, bro, he woke up at that slumber. He was literally, you know, I had a tweet tonight. I was like, yo, bro, that, the audacity of him to have that steal and just pull up from three, you know what I mean, after the kind of slump he's been in. That's why I both love and hate IQ, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a toxic relationship with him, but it's tantalizing potential. And so, what does Tibbs do when he sees IQ having this kind of game? He fucking pulls him out for Burks in the fourth quarter, as the Nets are on that run, that run that's gonna seal, possibly sealing, Phil, possibly seal, you know, Tibbs' fate tonight, but also sealed our fate, or as in the Knicks' fate tonight. He put Burks in, and then he pulled that time out when clearly putting Burks in, you know, did not work out. And then he had a chance to put IQ back in, and Stephen Bondi himself—that guy's fucking like a two IQ points short of being a fucking airhead. But he, he was fucking saying that like, "Yo, Tibbs called a timeout. Burks is still in." So he even spotted that that's a dumbass move. You know what I mean? So you want if you want to take the baton back, I'm about to toss that shit at you, bro, because I'm pissed off right now. And I, of the two of us. You know, they, our, our listeners can go back even new listeners can go back and check the archives i was probably the more staunch tibbs advocate you know i mean sure. i i remember the kenny atkinson tibbs wars mm-hmm. verbal wars we had back in the day back in the day being like you know the the the, the, the 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 doldrums of the covid era way back when but i'm on that same wagon with you bro like it may seem like we're i don't know people will say like oh we're just sheep trying to go with the crowd. no fuck that bro How, if you know ball if you fucking watch that shit with the kind of passion and this fervor that we do, that you and I both know we do, he's fucking up right now. And it's either deliberate or he's just, just you know, it's time to put old yellow out to pasture. Take him out behind the shed. Whatever cliche that, you know, permeates through one's brain during times of just, like, willing to fucking get rid of an old, useless piece of shit. That's where I'm at with Tibbs right now, bro. Cause, and I'm probably the last person that probably would have been expected to say that. But, yeah, that's off top. Immediately, so far, that's how I'm feeling after this fucking embarrassing-ass loss.
1: Top to bottom, and honestly, it's the number of tweets that went out, and I we were all thinking it. The moment the Knicks went up by 28 points, we all knew in the back of our heads some shit is about to happen, <laughs> and we're going to fuck it all up again. Uh, whether it's Anthony Simons or whoever else from the Lakers, and Josh Giddy and now Cam Thomas and fucking... What's what, uh, James Johnson all, and Andre Drummond. It's all these scrubs. Oh. All these scrubs. Josh Gay is actually, you know, he, he's pretty valid for, for a kid, for a rookie game, triple-double, respect to him. No, nah, yeah, TikTok else.
0: Ron Baker, he got game, bro. He got game. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, Gen Z got themselves one right there. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> top top to bottom.
1: Oh. Knicks up 28 points. We all knew they were going to fuck it up. And... You know, fourth quarter, why is Alec Burks playing al- almost 11 out of 12 minutes?
0: Well, He basically played the four, whole fourth eight. quarter because that last minute wasn't worth shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At that point, we knew when it was less than a minute left on the clock, we knew the Knicks had fucked it up. The Knicks it,
1: shot, you know, in the first quarter from the three-point line, the Knicks shot, hold on, 8 of 11. Fourth quarter, they shot 1 of 11. It's... What, is it a mentality thing? Is it is it energy? Is it it could be energy. It could just be that Tibbs is running down these guys so much that by the time the fourth quarter comes around they get gassed out and one of the other opposing team players gets hot and, you know, the players on the Knicks don't know what to do. Um, yeah. it could could it, could it be that? Could it you know, can we just point it to rotation and say blanketly like that's the reason why the Knicks aren't able to close these games? Is it cause the Knicks don't have that closer, I mean Randall, in this game, it, he's been balling out. He's mostly, balling out. mostly there, he's been quick. good. Yeah. There, there are a couple of moments when he, you know, there's one particular play in the first quarter or second quarter he didn't run back after turning the ball over. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the three consecutive plays after that, he was he he was sprinting left and right. So I, I can't I can't really point to Randall for this one. I mean, thirty one points, ten rebounds. He's been balling out. He's been shooting his free throws.
0: Four, yeah. Yay, yeah.
1: I can't really blame Fournier either. I mean, he's been putting up difficult shot, for difficult shot, and this you know past couple you know past month or so, two months, he's been playing solid. Um, Mitch has kind of come down a little bit, especially this game when you need him to rebound, he wasn't rebounding it at mm-hmm. the level that we've become accustomed to this past month. Uh, Andre Drummond ended this game with 19 rebounds, um, and a lot of those minutes were without Mitch being on the court. So when you see Andre Drummond rebounding and we're not getting those second chance opportunities, why didn't Mitch come in at that point?
0: Ask Tibbs, bro. Um, if you could get past the voices in his head that are telling him to treat Burks like fucking Kobe Bryant in the flesh, rest in peace to the goat, you know what I mean? But there's no reason—it's It, it it's confounding, bro. It's not—the thing about, like, the kind of leash he gives Burks— So. I'm kind of catching myself amongst different thoughts right now. So when I, like, cut myself oh, off, man. it's literally just because, like, I'm just so pissed off. I don't know which point to go to first. <laughs> but with Tibbs, it's kind of like with Burks, it's, it's like we're seeing how ineffective he is right now. But he's he wouldn't be that ineffective if he was playing with a different coach. You know why? Because Tibbs, for some reason, entrusted this man because he's over the age of 29 to be his starting point guard in a situation where we were – you know, in dire need of a point guard, especially with D Rose out. You know what I mean? And that completely ruined Burke's game because what he is is just like a microwave scorer off the bench. You know what I mean? Now you expected him, like, yeah, maybe the first few games it looked good. We was all kind of like singing the singing "Kumbaya" and you know drinking that uh, big money AB Kool Aid. You know what I mean? But then it became clear that he's not a point guard, and then you know it would it would make sense if we were primarily running it through you know. The offense has Julius as a point forward, and props to Julius, like you said, for stepping up. He has not been the reason to blame lately. He's basically been pushing the pushing the pace as much as he can recently, as often as he can for for most of the game. And I love to see it. That's what we need. You know what I mean? But with the 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 Tibbs fixation on Burks, it's just kind of. It shows you that the Elfer Payton situation last year was not a fluke. We all I at least tried to bargain myself just to be like, "Oh, I think that was just a favorite CAA." Nah, he just he's more comfortable with veteran mediocrity than the chance of youthful upside. And last year, if anything, I, I'm not even going to lie, I saw people grumbling about that that fact about Tez, but we all kind of swept it under the rug, obviously because of the success we had, the good vibes that was going all around. You know what I mean? But now we can't sweep it on the rug because it's literally what's keeping us from thriving, you know. And I'm not guaranteeing that like just benching Burks and giving all his minutes to McBride will give us guaranteed wins. But I don't see the upside in playing Burks as he is right now in the state that he is. He's a fucking potato right now, bro. He's not even like what well, he's not even a bootleg Kobe impersonation anymore, bro. He's like if Mr. Potato had learned how to play basketball six hours earlier and then had to go play at fucking MSG. Live in front of ten thousand people, whatever the fuck, bro. It's I don't know. <laughs> to, to be
1: fair, though, like you like you mentioned, he's playing out of position. So had he been that's playing a, at no, his no, no. position, I'm not as, even. As look, I don't want. Yeah, guy. I don't.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's all on Tibbs, bro. That that it, it that is. whole kind of rant about Burks and just his level of play. I'm, I have no ill will against Burks. He's being a good soldier, basically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He seems like the type of guy that's not even going to vociferously or like you know strongly oppose Tibbs. Be like, hey no i don't want to start. I think you should give the chance to i q or mcbride. Burks doesn 't seem like he talks to anybody i don't know we 're fans we're spectators. we don't know these people <laughs> or, or uh, personal or you know on the court or off the court. Whatever the fuck but it i 'm not putting any blame on him. he's just doing what he can, and his limitations are known that 's why he's been on like six teams in like four years. bro. You know what right. I mean like we 're the only team that was dumb enough to give him more than a one year deal. But, and that wouldn't have even been a dumb decision if we had a coach that actually like, you know, realized that hey, I do have inexperience and youth at a position of need, aka point guard. And yeah, it could be risky. But maybe, just maybe, the upside of these the upside of just rolling the dice on these youthful kids as starters could pay off better than even the best case scenario with Burks. You know what I mean? And that's where we are right now. Like, right. I'm, I'm I'm, with you right there, bro. Like, I'm, um, fire now, tips, bro. It's, I, he, I feel like maybe he did the right thing in terms of, like, yeah, my bad. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll throw it back go, to you after go this. Go just but just, like, to close out, maybe he did do the good job of just, like, instilling that culture, you know, like, making sure that, like, a, a, a culture of work ethic and consistently working working hard at least you know behind the scenes and off the court became a thing amongst the franchise you know what i mean i'll give him credit for that and i'll give him credit for at least giving us some credibility for the run last year i mean credibility rather right but it just seems like you know the old saying is like if if a coach loses his players then the coach got to be fired and it just seems like he's losing his players cuz that's the only answer i can definitively lean on in terms of why we see what what we've seen so far this week especially just these collapses 3 20 point blown leads bro I just think he's lost them. I think he could really only like, it, have them engaged and you know buying into what he is for one half. <laughs> and, then, and then, I don't know. They just, they just go to the halftime. They're all, they're, all their respective agents are telling them, like, yo, fuck Tibbs. And then they just go back out third quarter, fourth quarter, just like, yeah, you know what? I don't like this guy. I'm not going to play for him. I don't know. But it just seems like he lost a team. So I'm going I'm to end my rant now. I'm gonna I'm pass it back to you. My bad for going ISO and kind of hogging the ball a little bit, but no, you know what I mean. I no just, worries. It, it, this is I consider this therapy right now.
1: <laughs> no doubt, yeah. But I I'm with you a hundred percent. I don't. My one thing now though is that I can't give a hundred percent blame to Tibbs because there is another person Uh-oh. who we haven't addressed yet. And when you think about it, the Knicks. Coming into this off season, they you know they got rid of Alfred Payton. They they still have D. Rose. They signed Kemba Walker. The Kemba Walker experiment was a failure, you know. And it was up to the front office, namely Leon Rose, to be able to pivot and find a more suitable point guard, arguably the most important position on a basketball team to come in, take the reins, and stabilize the team. Especially since last week, the Knicks were not in a good position. And everyone was waiting for Leon Rose to make a move uh, and make a trade that will help this team. And he couldn't do it. Uh, we still have Kemba Walker. We still have Nurlins Noel. We still have Alec Burks. We still have all of our vets who we as fans can see is – are getting all the all these minutes that are causing us losses that don't help us out in the long run. Um, that was his chance. All this cap space that we have, all these mm. assets that we have, all these you know first, second round picks that we have that could have been utilized. I'm not saying you know why didn't we go after Tyrese Halliburton, but there, there should have been another player out there who's better than Kemba Walker right now. Who could have come in and at least somewhat stabilize the team. That's what we're missing. That's what we've been missing for twenty years. And the fact that <laughs> Leon Rose wasn't able to do it, we gotta I am gonna point a finger at him and say, This is your fault too. And you got you gotta if you don't wanna speak on it, at least show that you're kind of working towards it or something. I yeah, we know we all know Leon Rose is quiet. He's not gonna do that press conference that Steve Mills and Scott Perry did. Uh Three seasons ago, when we that, that one like ah, oh, sorry guys, we, we know they you. They held a motherfucking more.
0: state of the <laughs> union because Fizzle was that ass. <laughs> what a time to be alive! <laughs> Yo, we. Went they just literally that. came out. Steve Mills had a look on his face that literally just said, "I'm sorry, y'all." <laughs> we we expected ta- our expectations were low too, but Jesus!
1: <laughs> you know what? I want that from Leon Rose right now. That's damn. Uh, just just some form of yeah, acknowledgement already. towards it. Um, what are your, what are, What's your take on Leon Rose right now?
0: I get it. I get your frustration, bro. Um, I mean, in our last episode, I said, yo, maybe I was too optimistic to even just expect, like, a C-plus deadline. I was too optimistic to expect, like, the bare minimum, like, they traded Burks to a contender, like, like, like bomb to hit the timeline or I was too optimistic to expect them to buy out Kemba give him a chance to sign on with a contender as like a bench piece Uh, maybe I I, maybe I'm the fool here because to me at that stage in our last episode I was just like that's my baseline expectation you know I mean that's what I'm expecting and that was my worst case scenario what happened and I even said it in that episode. I'm going to say it again right now. Nothing happened. And I was pissed. I was pissed. You know what I mean? That's just a natural reaction. You know what I mean? Like the trade deadline itself, it's going to build the anticipation. Especially given the kind of reputation that Leon, Wes, yada, 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 the front office have kind of built. Brock Aller, that's deal makers. That's the guys with connections. You know what I mean? So then... When Woj put out that tweet, and I've never seen this before. Somebody could correct this if we're wrong. I've never literally seen a trade deadline tweet from Woj just for him to breaking news say, oh, this one team, they're not making any deals today. Nah, y'all, <laughs> y'all get to log out. I've never knows, seen that before, bro. Because he, he knew uh, the worldwide leader in sports, ESPN, they knew. Every Knicks fan was on pins and needles to see what would be the follow-up move to the Cam Reddish trade that happened like what? Like a month ago? Six months ago? I don't know. Feels like two decades ago at this point. Just given the kind of week we just went through, bro. I just aged like 13 years based on this shit. I say 13 because that's bad luck. And this team is fucking bad for the for the soul. But, oh my god. So, with regards to the trade deadline. To kind of round, round it back. And I don't know if folks have seen. Um, not only am I drunk in emotion. I'm gonna just leave it at that. <laughs> it's not the only thing, but with Leon, I get, I get it, bro. But I also gotta realize that I was one of the people. I'm not giving any pats on the background. If you're a Knicks fan, you try to pat yourself on the back. Don't do it right now. There's no reason to. We're, we're, in, we're in the gutter right now. But I do want to say that I was of the opinion that these deals, these "quote unquote" tradable deals, I'm still of the opinion that's a valid idea. I did not expect. Noel, Nerlens, and Burks to be easily movable this deadline. I'm gonna say that as a caveat. You, you know said what I mean?
1: you said Noel, Nerlens, <laughs> Alec Burks.
0: I mean, he bricks so many fucking passes. He just fumbles so many passes. I had to mention him twice just so he could get embarrassed twice. You're a grown ass man at seven feet tall can't catch a fucking rubber basketball, bro. The fuck. Anyway, <laughs> I was of the opinion that those deals. <laughs> would be more wouldn't be tradable wouldn't be easily movable this trade deadline but the summer and then the following deadline then yeah because they're all essentially expiring contracts that's when i expected that kind of pipe dream to come to fruition where oh you know these mediocre vets that we have on the deal they somewhat played well and then we package them together with a poo-poo platter to get a star that was a pipe dream i was operating under so i'm not pissed that we couldn't move these the aforementioned guys at the deadline what i am pissed at is just nothing. Like, the only bitter news we got afterwards was is was Ryan Arcadiacanucka, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, he dresses like a like a Deloitte first-year consultant. So, not fuck good. him. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, like, whatever, that was the one move we made post-deadline. It was like 48 hours afterwards we signed that motherfucker. Good, good job, Leon. And I'm not even saying I'm off the Leon bad wagon, bro. But <sighs> I expected something. I expected, like... Yo, respect to Kemba. Bronx legend. What he did in high school in the New York City, you know, I mean, just hooping elite. Respect for his legacy. Respect for what he did at UConn, at the Garden. Respect for, obviously, his career up until, like, maybe his first year at Boston as an all-star point guard. And he represented New York well. But he got to go, bro. And I don't understand what the fuck are we playing him for right now, you know? So, at the very least, I thought at least Brock Aller him being the quote unquote nerd of the think tank, he would be the voice of reason that could tell Leon, maybe we should buy him out, you know? Because if we buy him out, it'll actually cost less in terms of our cap than it did to buy out or, you know, Amnesty Joakim Noah like three, four years ago, you know what I mean? And we still had mad cap space for like two straight summers after that. So even just buying out Kemba and waving him wouldn't have been that big of a dent on our cap, you know what I mean? We didn't even get that, bro. So... Yeah, I am pissed about that. But to bring it back to bring myself back down to earth a little bit. I'm not willing to pull the plug on Leon. I'm not willing to say that like he's doing a bad job. I respect 1000% that the fact that like we have a So when Leon joined the fir- joined the uh, I said he's about to join the firm. That's the C Corporate America got me fucked right now. When I, when Leon joined the franchise <laughs> franchise. Well, we only had like really two definitive names. We could say was just like part of our youth, our, our youthful foundation, RJ and Mitch. You know what I mean? Now we got to add to that pile. We got Quentin Grimes. We got IQ. You know what I mean? Despite the ups and downs. We got Obi, who I'm still high, like, you know what I mean? I was not for him as a pick, but I'm high on based on what we've seen. But he should get more minutes for us to be definitively behind him. And then, you know, McBride, Jericho Sims, Rokas is killing it overseas. So, I want to give him credit for at least putting together a front office that could draft those guys. You know what I mean? That might have been... that. No, nah, that definitively was Walt Perrin's, you know what I mean, uh, dirty work. But, Leon was the guy that hired him. So, he's got to get that credit. You know what I mean? So, I'm not going to say, yo, let's pull the plug on this fr- front office. But, if if people are mad at Leon, I'm not going to be mad at it. But, this summer, we need to see some moves, bro. I just, I just can't... S- See what the end game here is. Just the way Tibbs is coaching, and the way that uh, the way that our front office did nothing. But yeah, I mean, let me put a pl- plug on that rant. I said a lot. We took notes. This lecture will be, you know, a part of a pop quiz later. <laughs> what do you What are your thoughts, bro? No,
1: it's it's all logical, uh, logic sounding, not emotional based. And uh, honestly, I think our previous episode we touched on Leon for a good while. And um, if you guys really want our true take without, you know, all the emotions aside, uh, completely objective, you, you should check out our last episode for, for Leon. And overall, I think when it comes down to it, we're most, we're mostly upset about those three losses by, mm. you know, when we are up by 20 plus points. And at the end of the day, that, that falls, that's, Tim's going to, it's going to fall on that sword for that. No one else. Um, Anyway, uh, moving along, uh, the Knicks did not make a trade uh, that that's worth you know discussing. But other teams did make trades in the last week or so, and uh, one particular trade that stood out to oh, us. Uh, <laughs>
0: allow me to inject: Is this the part of the podcast where we insert a, a very thin? But joyous silver lining to the cloud of bullshit we're suffering as Knicks fans. Is is this that occasion? Because I'm ready to kind of flip that switch, bro. Uh, I'll throw it back oh. over to you. T- talk about it. What trade is in question right now? Tell t- 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 the about listeners that, trade.
1: that are... I'm, exact, I'm talking about that same trade go that ahead, you're definitely Go ahead, go about. ahead. Spell 100%. it out, bro. Spell it out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the full trade <laughs> details in front oh, of me. Oh, you want me to
0: talk <laughs> about it? Okay, I will. Chris Porzingis. Porzing ass, rather. Got traded for his Latvian kin, his Latvian clone, Davis Bertans, and resident elite bitch motherfucker, Spencer Dinwiddie. So claps all around to Mark Cuban, claps all around to Howard Beck. Fuck you, by the way. I don't give a shit, bro. Like, this motherfucker, he literally was prancing around on every every ESPN or NBA-related adjacent podcast. Three years ago, 2019, when we made that fateful move to give up on Porzingis. And he was, he was spelling doom and gloom. He was, and Current situation aside, he was spelling the end of our franchise. How could they fucking do that? They, they messed up. The Knicks fucked up by training unicorn, a franchise cornerstone. This motherfucker was part of a salary dump. Luca disliked him so much. And the Mavs front office. Thought his contract was such an albatross, they're just like you know what, let's split the baby. We'd rather have two bad contracts instead of one huge bad contract, and they trade him to the Wizards. So, as far as just kind of like the bleak feeling that's overcome you and I and our fellow Knicks brethren, this is one silver lining I think we are allowed to join in on. And it's been a couple of days removed from from the trade deadline. It's been you know a couple of Knicks losses removed from the trade deadline. That's fair. But I'm always reflect on the fact that three years ago when it seemed like it was doom and gloom. It was no, not even to be fair. It was either doom and gloom because we traded Kristaps for cap space or we were all very happy because at that point we all thought, yo, KD and Kyrie are coming. You know what I mean? We're about to, about to run through the league. Now they both at home. Kyrie because he doesn't believe in needles. KD because he's made of twig and fucking string. You know what I mean? So... It, it's funny how life works out, but anyway, now we're here. I'm, I'm. This man Porzingis is in my own backyard now. I might pull up just to boo his big bird ass. You know what I mean? I might even just get purposefully a seat in the nosebleed so his tall ass can hear me boo him. You know what I mean? Cause fuck him. So I'm happy. Like despite what the Knicks have done to us, I'm happy for the fact that like we can laugh about Porzingis. Yeah. So what do you think? it
1: is a gift that keeps on giving? We got <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm I I think I you know all Knicks fans are pretty pretty psyched that that happened and uh, nah, man, I, I can't put it as eloquently as you just did right now. I'm going to leave it I'm going you know I'm going to leave it with that. So as we wrap up this episode, I want to you know make a quick final point because tonight was actually a pretty important night that the Knicks, mm-hmm. you know, for the for the Knicks, whether good or bad, clearly bad. Um do you believe that this this is the moment that the front office is going to look at Tom Thibodeau and say, "We got we got to move on from you," at this point. If you were if you were Leon Rose, all, all all emotions aside, you see the product that's on display right now, and you see that the Knicks are going up. They're playing well for the most part, but they just can't seem to close it at the end of the games. And we could have had three wins, and we we don't at this point. And um, if you were Leon Rose, you see you know, the reigning head coach of the year, uh, experienced close friend Tom Thibodeau, and you got the next string of games are not gonna be easy at all. A lot of them are against playoff contending teams. Um, is it is it really gonna be the time now to pull the plug or you wanna give him a couple of more games?
0: So It's ironic you say that because Ironic. I don't know what the fuck it is. But it's funny you say that because it, it, when it was like a minute left in the game and we were in the midst of just full, dome, full, full blown meltdown. Like we knew at that point with a minute left in the game with like less than 60 seconds on the clock that that, that game was a wrap. Shams came out of nowhere with a fucking news bomb about, uh, you know, the the, the Pacers is going to wave Kristen Thompson and he's going to sign with the Bulls. And I had replied to that. I was like, yo, why the fuck did I just think this is going to be Leon firing Tibbs (laughs) mid-game? So that could tell you my feelings to your question right there. But on a serious note, I do think, despite everything, they will... Just because Leon has a respect for Tibbs based on the fact that they have that prior established relationship. I think he'll let him play out the season. But I do think the front office will... If they haven't already, they will lean on tips to play the young guys because at this point, what the fuck are we playing for? A 10 seed play-in to just get waxed by Milwaukee or whoever the fuck is in one seed right now? I don't know. We're in the pit of mediocrity right now. I don't even know who is one seed in our Eastern conference right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm worried about just, like, the trash around us and the fact that we're in the midst of just pure garbage right now. So... Do I think Tibbs or do I think Leon will give Tibbs a few games? Yes, because I think he'll give him the rest of the season. And I think if there is going to be a move to be made, I think it'll happen this summer. And I think, you know, going back to two years ago, when he fought, when, when he hired Tibbs and then when when Johnny Bryant was hired, it was made clear through all the reports that Johnny Bryant was on a Tibbs hire. So, you know, a lot of Knicks fans are already hinting at this. You know, Shout out, shout out to State on Twitter. Funny-ass dude. Uh, his takes always get a laugh out of me. But, yo, he put it in his Twitter bio, yo. Just get rid of Tibbs. Give uh, Johnny Bryant the keys. I'm ready. You know what I mean? Johnny Bryant, the assistant we had poached over from Utah to, uh, you know, Leon had poached over from Utah to put on our staff under Tibbs. Tibbs didn't hire him. Leon did. And that's unusual because the, co- the head coach is the one that hires his assistants. You know what I mean? So, yeah, with all that being said, I think this summer, we're going to say bye-bye to Tibbs. It's going to hurt me because a decade ago, I would have taken a bullet for this man. I was just so in awe and jealous of what he was doing in Chicago. But this summer, I think we'll see the start of the Johnny Bryan era and more. What and more is, I'm not going to say because I don't want to jinx it, but I have some thoughts, hopeful wishes, but that's just me. What do you think, bro, as 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 we kind of wind down and close out tonight?
1: Do I believe Tibbs could get fired in the next in this upcoming week? I don't think so either. I don't think it makes sense to you anymore. If it were earlier in the season, kind of like you know Fizdale when he got fired, it was early enough when you think that if the if there's a coaching switch that the Knicks could have a chance of making making it into the playoffs. I, I don't think the Knicks really have a chance of making it into the playoffs anymore, and they're just gonna ride with Tibbs and let him play out the season. Um, whether or not Johnny Bryant will be the full-time head coach. I'm not sure about that either. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he 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 could end up being the interim head coach at some point, but full-on head coach, I'm not sure if he would get that kind of hire. Maybe he will, because you know Leon Rose is the one who handpicked him. But uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what the what the coaching market would look like once Tibbs is out, uh, whenever that happens. Um, but right now, it's not looking like there are really too many options. But no, in general, I don't think. I don't think uh, Tip's gonna get fired in the next week unless there's a string of games that are lost. But anyway, um, I think that wraps up about that. About wraps up this episode of Nickish uh, Live Reaction Post Game Knicks versus Nets Knicks lost 111-106. Uh, we appreciate you guys checking out this episode. Make sure you check out our website nick dash ish dot com. We got some hoodies there. Uh, some apparel there for you guys to check out. And caps too, bro. And We caps. we in the
0: apparel we in the apparel business right now, yo. yeah. So R&L. support if you if you if you down with the real. If you don't want to buy, tell your friends. You know what I mean. Everybody got hoodie money. Everybody got cap money. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like Nick's is just here, and we it's only up from here. Yeah, and
1: keep an eye out. Uh, we plan on having another giveaway real soon. Uh, for our next restock drop. Um, So keep an eye out for that. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Show, And give us that five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, Until next time, take care. Peace.
0: Peace.